Brought to you by Coaching Coaching Culture. Join the community at coachingculture.com. Okay, welcome to today's Coffee with a Coach. We're here today speaking with Bernadette Oudweatherall, our head of L&D from AO. And we're here to get to know Bernadette more and more specifically about her coaching journey. The exciting thing for us already about AO is we've already been swooped off into a side room to have our photograph taken to celebrate their 18th birthday. There's an absolute buzz about the place here and so you may even hear it on the podcast but there's lots of noise, (laughs) lots of excitement around the office um, and I can already feel the culture here is is one of fun. But anyway, let's start, Let's, let's meet Bernadette and as always Bernadette I'll start with a question of how do you take your coffee? Well, I actually don't normally drink coffee apart from when I'm at work. And we've got a Starbucks here and I always have a soya milk latte with a syrup of some sort. And with it being Christmas time-ish, it's gingerbread at the moment. Ah. So right now it's a gingerbread latte with not too much froth. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got the lady already in the spot. Elaine, yeah, she's perfect. She, um, She absolutely knows how everybody here takes their coffee and I think that's that's just who we are um, and it's really nice to actually when you have that little break and that moment that you get the coffee that you want brilliant so well good that we're good we're talking about coffee with a coach so at least I found somebody who does drink coffee <laughs> um, let's go into your coaching journey a lot yeah. more and I know you've got a great story to share what inspired you to become a coach well, it's one of those things I guess that most people experience it's something that I discovered by accident Um, So I first started kind of dabbling in the coaching arena in my first L&D job Um, and we were doing some coaching, almost like a coaching module with some of the general managers. So I started researching, um, you know, came across Sir John Whitmore um, and, you know, the whole coaching performance thing and I was kind of fascinated. Um, So I spent quite a few years kind of teaching people coaching skills um, and it was in my previous business where actually we created a coaching network and as part of that we were learning ourselves um, how to you know coach people but we were being coached as well Brilliant. so I was actually starting to get an experience of what it's like to have somebody who was skilled in that arena actually coaching you and just the whole power of you know asking some good strong searching deep questions to help somebody find what it is that they're looking for just just really captured me was given the opportunity to do my coaching qualification grabbed that with both hands um, and didn't look back absolutely so a big fan of coaching for sure absolutely my claim to fame there is sir john whitmore i had lunch with him many years ago there you go i didn't know you were going to say that oh it's just just the whole (laughs) thing around just the conversation you know, that's essentially what we're very simply talking about with coaching yeah. and a way in which you can connect to people and, you know, help them to find something different or new or undiscovered. Amazing. It really is. I totally agree with your your thoughts and passion about coaching and the difference it can make. So, so a question then here is, why do you think there's such a rise in coaching right now? Because there really is. There's The more and more people we talk to all mm. the time, you know, People are wanting to learn more about coaching. They want to be coached. They're looking for the right coaching solutions. What do you think is going on out there? I think there's a little bit about people rediscovering the power of conversations. So we've got, you know, a, a business world that's really fast-paced, and yeah. you know, you, you can't stop for breath 
a lot of the time but actually coaching is a good way to get people to stop and pause yes. there's also the pressure on resources and funds yeah. and you know you're, you're never going to be in a position where you can have enough resources for all of the people to kind of train them almost yeah. um, but because people it's more about thinking and situational judgment and critical thinking these days you know you you can't teach somebody that in a classroom so something like coaching allows people to explore things in a different way to take that time to think about it and I just think people are starting to recognize it as actually a way in which they can take some time for themselves and learn and think in a different way. Absolutely I really agree with that in in terms of people taking that time to self-reflect yes and being asked those searching mm. questions that they wouldn't have thought about mm. beforehand but getting somebody else or or something to su- give them those questions to yes, help them through. that's right one of my favorite responses in coaching um, is when you ask somebody a question and they go huh I don't know I've, I've never really thought about that 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 bit that's it and then you just sit back and just wait and that does happen a lot doesn't it I've never it thought does. about it like that before and then just being asked that question what a difference that can make to that Absolutely. person and that's a re- that's that's a really great feeling as a coach mm, I guess isn't it, it is it is brilliant and what about here at AO so I can feel the buzz around the place. I can feel the atmosphere. I can feel the positive culture. Um, we've just walked past the health spa within your <laughs> building. So there's definitely something great going on at AO. Talk to me about the attitude towards coaching. So we've got, we're almost in different places and on different journeys um, with coaching at AO. So, you know, we're here in our contact centre at the moment, or one of our contact centres, and we've used coaching on-the-job coaching and performance coaching with our contact centre agents and specialists for quite a long time. So it's that whole in-the-moment, you know, helping people to um, improve that customer experience, improve the interactions that they're having with our customers. So we've got that, which we've done for a long time. The pure coaching, as I call it, where, you know, you've got those one-to-one deep conversations, is starting to become something that people are recognising in a different way. Um, simply because we started as an L&D function to do it a little bit more. So as you, um, if I if I go back to kind of two years ago when I first started here, it wasn't really something that people knew about or um, we did hugely, but step by step in terms of, you know, using it sometimes with them and helping them to know that you've used it and then starting to suggest it um, as as a solution to you know whatever development need someone has, it's starting to grow arms and legs, and actually people are starting to think about how they use it themselves with their teams as well as how they benefit from it on their own personal level. So how do you bring coaching to life? Then I mean you've just shared some examples there, but in terms of is everybody coaching, or is it the line managers or the L and D team, or kind of? So we've got we've got some really brilliant managers here, okay. um, and you know great levels of experience. So you know some of them are using it with their teams. You know I tend to use it with um, some of my stakeholders when we're talking about strategy, for example. So if you start thinking, I often use the appreciative inquiry model. Okay. So you know getting people to dream and think about you know what that world's going to look like, and you know, starting to design actually how you're going to go about doing that. And they don't realise that that's what I'm doing with them, but it's just the questions that I'm asking them to get them to think. Um, but then when I have a conversation with them at another point and you know suggest coaching, I take them back to, do you remember when we did that? Well, that's coaching. All right. Okay. So it's almost kind of using it 
um, in your everyday work as much as possible and then starting to to have conversations about it and identify it and name it with people brilliant so that's great so it's it's kind of happening all around mm. without people fully identifying that that itself is coaching yes yeah great and and what would you say the outcomes have been then so far what you know what would you I think certainly with the contact center it's it's you know improved performance I think when you start looking at it in the other area it's, it's about that different way of thinking and it's hard to I guess quantify an absolute outcome but engagement um, and actually people starting to think and behave differently will start to grow arms and legs. So if you think about, you know, kind of situational leadership, you can tell people something, you can sell it to them. You know, coaching is that space where you're actually, it's more pull um, than push. And we'll start to see that naturally, I think, evolve over time. It's just difficult to say, oh, yes, it was definitely that. But it's just the way people speak to each other, the way in which people engage with each other, asking questions, how meetings run. Those sorts of things are where, you know, I'm hoping we'll start to see some of those differences so permeating the culture of yes. the organization day yeah. in day out yes wow music to our ears <laughs> music to our ears um what about the barriers do you think do you experience barriers to coaching i think when you look at any development activity there's always going to be a barrier the most common one being time um and pace so you know the world now and everybody's work is so busy you've often got competing priorities and you know, if you've got an operational issue or a business thing that you need to deal with versus taking some time for yourself, um, you're always going to, you know, choose the thing that's more high risk, I guess. You can you can almost give up your time because you think you can find it later unless, you know, you're so far into something that you recognise actually that's just as much a priority. So I think it's that whole thing about, you know, when you've crossed the line of people recognising and coaching is as important as other things yeah. and development activities are as important as other things then they'll prioritize it but i think time in the first instance is always going to be a barrier and i suppose it's how you, exactly as you've said there how you get people recognizing that actually that personal development intervention no matter what it is mm-hmm. may save time yes. in the future because i'm now thinking about something differently i'm doing something differently mm-hmm. Rather than just going straight into the task, yeah. it's back to that thinking yeah. differently and therefore behaving, isn't it? That's right. It's that whole stop and pause thing. So yeah. um, I'm quite an odd individual. I often have my greatest ideas when I'm singing and dancing around to the most random song. But it's because my mind is empty of stress and worry and you know, and something will pop in and I'll go, ah. And actually coaching can do that for you. If it takes you out of a space of busyness and into a place of reflection and thinking, yeah. stuff can just come. Which is what you started saying to us before in Starbucks about um, you singing and dancing yes. the Proclaimers, <laughs> the music that was happening here on day one when you joined the organisation. <laughs> There's always something that I'm tapping my toe to. <laughs> well, it's not even just tapping, it's full-on dancing full actually on dancing. for me well, here, it tends to be. After our podcast, who, who knows, we could get the music on. That's great, thank you for that. And what about engagement? So how are you getting people engaged in coaching? I mean, we've already touched on it a little bit in terms mm. of showing them the benefits and calling it out for what it actually is. Yeah. What's actually happening in AO for people to know more and more about the coaching that you guys offer? So it is that. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's very simply using it as a technique um, in, you know, as many situations, kind right. of capturing, you know, when you can and, and naming it and letting people know. But also, you know, we... 
understanding the needs of individuals in terms of okay so people are coming to us more and more with certain things that they need for themselves or their teams and you almost have a coaching conversation with them to understand that a little bit more Um, and it might be at that point where you know you suggest that coaching might be the thing or and some people know about it already and go yeah absolutely yeah that's a brilliant idea Um, whereas with us it might be that you have coached them into finding that coaching is the solution and you know where you play back a situation where you may have done it with them before they kind of go oh actually yeah that could work Um, or you even name you know the situation that you're in at the time so you know think about this conversation that we're currently happening and you know how I drew that information out of you and you were able to get to this place that's what I'm talking about in terms of, of coaching. So it's not that, you know, we go running around and, you know, plastering, you know, posters in people's faces and stuff saying, you know, come and have some coaching. It's that we infiltrate it in terms of, you know, all of the work that we do. But we make sure that we tell people, you know, that that's what it is that we're doing. And we're looking to do more in terms of our managers in our management development to get them moving into more of a coaching style okay. of management rather than a, you know, team member comes with a problem they give them the solution actually if you think about you know people want to find more purpose and more meaning in their work these days and actually to to coach them through that and ask them a series of questions and getting them to commit to action there's their purpose there's their meaning absolutely that sounds great so how are you going to do that a bit more then so on the manager front how are you proposing to I suppose upskilling them more in their coaching capacity day in day out. Yeah, so we um, we've got a management development program, okay, um, which we continuously evolve. And actually, what we try and do is make sure that we capture all of our managers in one way or another, um, and actually being a bit more planned about what it is that yeah. you know contributes to to various different things. So, you know, if we're trying to move people into a particular space actually what are the skills that the managers are going to need to be able to do that and coaching is that one of those things that just keeps coming up and up and up there so you know we use it for things like performance conversations already so you know the grow model is is well known and it's a good way to frame a conversation if you're a manager having a conversation with your team member about development so but then labeling that and naming that with them and saying well actually that is coaching Um, and helping them to learn about themselves so that they can understand who they will be as coaches because I certainly found that when I was going through my qualification of as, as a coach in the first instance I thought that it was all about learning techniques and you know all that sort of stuff but actually one of the most powerful parts of it was what I learned about myself and the the journey that I went through in terms of actually what's going to gain my way of being a good and effective coach and you know that's the sort of stuff that we'd want to be talking to our managers about. And are there any levels of accreditation here at AO for coaches or are you looking at that? Not at the moment um, but we would you know that's something that you know We'd, we'd love to do budgets, you know, pending. Yes. Um, but what we want is for people, if they're going to do it, you know, do it properly. Absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, I, I'm a qualified coach. A lot of my team are, you know, have been in the field of coaching. We've got a few others um, qualified around the business. So utilising the internal skill that we've got uh, and thinking about how we bring that to, you know, the masses almost to help people start to think and you know, talk and use the same kind of language with their teams. Great. So this is this is coaching is very much happening and and on the agenda for AO. Yes. That's what you're definitely saying there. And what about the future of coaching um, in general? What would you see as the future um, of coaching in 
we've talked about AO, I mm. guess, but maybe broader than that. I think it, it goes back to that point about, you know, once upon a time, work meant something different to people. Mm-hmm. Now the whole, you know, finding purpose and meaning in their work is such a big thing now. So people want to know that they're coming to work and contributing to something really significant or that really captures their hearts and their minds. Um, and I think coaching has a real role to play in terms of people being able to find that, um, to own you know, their own you know, kind of life and career and actually you know, to move forward. And I think you'll never, you'll never be able to place the simplicity of having a good conversation I don't think, you know, in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years time, the art of having a good conversation will ever be gone. Yeah. Um, it just might look different. Yeah, um, it, you know, we might have to find more creative ways of doing it, uh, more creative ways of, for people to access it, yes. um, different ways to upskill people in yeah. those kind of techniques. I think it will evolve as the world evolves yeah. and certainly as professionals it's you know our responsibility to keep up and to innovate around it as well certainly and there's something I love what you said before while we were um while we were exchanging coffees in Starbucks um free podcast and you talked about AO really welcomes and um encourages and recommends people bringing their whole self to work Mm. hence you dancing as you said (laughs) Um, I don't think they recommended that Instead of you talk very much, you were very proud to say that AO expects people to bring their whole self to work, um, and I know that was something we just talked about in conversation. But that really resonated with me because I speak to so many people day in day out that don't do that, mm-hmm. and actually, what a difference it could make if they did bring their whole self. And we talked earlier about the energy that it can drain off you mm. for having to put your work self on versus your real self mm. and. And that's something that is very much AO culture, isn't it? Yes. Bring your whole self to Absolutely. work. Absolutely. And that's, you know, coaching is a way of finding who your whole self is as yes. well. So, you know, certainly in terms of being coached and doing a qualification, I found, found out a lot about myself that I didn't realise was there. Um, but also, it you know, it can be quite an encouraging and empower, empowering conversation. So... For people to know that actually who they are is okay, it's finding the best way to use it. Coaching is is probably the best thing for that. I agree. I agree. And coaching did that for myself. My coaching qualification. I tell as many people as possible how much, you know, it absolutely fundamentally changed so much for yeah. me because I learned so much about myself mm. and also managed to get out of my own way in certain areas yes. you know from that self-awareness and yeah. you know to recommend it to as mm. many people as possible definitely and in terms of if there were other people listening to our podcast today talking about oh I really want to drive a coaching culture what would you recommend as the first step to, to driving a coaching culture mm-hmm. patience is the first thing yeah so it's absolutely not something that you're going to be able to do overnight Um, so it'll often start small uh, in the fact that you might use some coaching techniques with a few people or Mm -hmm. have some people as coaches who then start to see the benefit for themselves use it with other people and tell other people about it so you're almost wanting to create a narrative that's that's really what you kind of I would recommend and that's what I've seen in my experience work so creating that narrative around coaching that people can almost start to have a conversation about, oh, you know, tell me a bit, a bit more about this. What is this? And then almost you get in a ripple effect. 
so it kind of widens out so it's never going to be a training calendar advertised come and have some coaching people will be like what is that what is that um it's it's an effect almost and the ripple effect will go outwards and outwards and outwards to a point where actually people are starting to to talk and think and behave in a completely different way. Back to the push-pull conversation you mentioned yes. earlier, this becomes more of a pull because people start getting intrigued by it That's and right. seeing the benefits of it as well. Yeah, but, and also look for things like, you know, the telltale signs that things are starting to change. So, you know, I'm sure most L&D professionals will talk about how sometimes it's really hard to get people to engage with something. Um, so it's often you, you know, with hooters and noisy things kind of try and get come to our course i can imagine that in this office actually (laughs) well yeah that's just standard you know (laughs) typical day at ao but you know when people start coming to you to ask you for things that's when you're starting to see it turn a little bit so you know look out for those little signs that start to tell you and really grab hold of them um, and keep going great that is really great advice so as newer generations are entering the workplace and AO is uh, has got a lot of young people here me included obviously obviously, <laughs> obviously yes <laughs> and they've grown up in a different world all right then to me <laughs> um, <laughs> you know internet mobile phones digital world mm. how and obviously we're talking coaching about being conversations how can we bring that to coaching in the future and I think you talked a little bit mm. about it in terms of innovation yes, and it accessibility. Is. It's and... bringing coaching to them in a language that they recognise. Yeah. So, you know, if it's, I don't even know, well, maybe I should, you know, trademark this, even if it's a coaching app that responds to you, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, it's looking at it's looking at what the language of today is and what the people respond to and almost tailoring it to that. And as long as people can access it in a way that is meaningful for them, that's the main thing and that's what it's always going to be with any kind of you know learning or development activity is you know people being able to resonate with it and understand it and really kind of engage with it and buy into it and then it's something that they'll you know seek out and continue with absolutely so I I can feel and sense your energy and passion about (laughs) coaching and also your role here at AO I can feel that very much while we sat here talking together. But if there was any other job in the world that you yeah. would do, what would that be? I have no idea what you're going to say to this. I've got dancing in my mind. Well, like... I was going to say you shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so I would be a professional singer and dancer. Really? Um, is what uh, I would love to do. So I, um, as a child, I went to dance and drama school. So I used to do pantomimes and all sorts of shows when I was younger. So I grew up in Nottingham and would perform at the theatre royal um and that's what i'd love to do so you'll often find me dancing here um you'll find me singing at home um or in my car um but yeah a professional singer and dancer is what i'd love to so maybe we need to do um some videoing of this sometime this feels like a visual experience any good (laughs) after the podcast we'll definitely do some singing i think that sounds brilliant that sounds very exciting so what would you advise your 20-year-old self? And there's a lot of 20-year-old selves in AO. What would you be telling yourself at 20? I would probably say the things that scare you the most are often the things that teach you the most. And don't be scared of the lessons. Oh, wow. That is brilliant advice. Absolutely brilliant advice. And that continues beyond 20 years old, mm. doesn't it? I'm still 
experiencing that even Same now. <laughs> even now. And in business, let's talk about if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? So I would love to be to be able to be everywhere all the time. So if I was able to have my a full version of me in every team, in every part of the business, with my team, because obviously that's a really important part of my role, but to be everywhere all the time so that I could have, you know, those connections and, you know, that input and, you know, just staying in touch with everything because it, it can be quite hard, you know, yes. if, as you start to grow, as you become more disparate yes. um, in terms of geography, you know, being everywhere all of the time is, is really, really hard. But because things change so quickly... You can be gone for a day and come back and it's all changed. Who are you? Where did you start? It's just, it's that whole thing about being in all places all the time. I'd love, that'd be perfect. Oh, we need to think of some innovation technology to make that happen. I don't think that would be a bad thing at AR in you in every room. I don't know. Preaching the coaching message, having a little dance and sing going on. So... Tell us something. So we've already learned that you'd be a professional singer and dancer and what you did in your childhood. What about, is there anything else you're happy to share that nobody else would know about you? Bear in mind, this is a, on podcast. Yeah. There'll be lots of people. What are you happy to share that nobody else may know about Bernadette? So I was going to say that I can sing, but actually I've already told you that. So oh. if I think off the top of my head, going back to when I used to do all of the pantomimes and yeah. stuff when I was younger. Um, so I'm quite tall. I've always been tall. Um, and we used to have to go through auditions to do the pantomimes each year. And there was one year where it was Aladdin, was the pantomime that was going to be done. And Barbara Windsor Ooh. was actually the person who was going to play the lead role. But because I was a child and I was slightly taller than her, I couldn't do it that year. It was really sad. So I was taller than Barbara Windsor um, when I was about nine. <laughs> And you've not forgotten that moment no. ever since. They missed out on something. They totally they, did. They I totally out. missed out. Yeah. Like, so what would your favourite song be then? What would you sing? Oh, gosh. What would you burst into song at your most spontaneous of moments? It could be anything from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to laugh. An, at the moment on in my car is Westlife. Brilliant. Um, or it could be the, the, the group I've listened to and followed for the longest is Erasure they're they're my absolute favourite I love them so often something like that I'm good to sing along to as well yeah if anybody could see me now they would see that I'm grinning from here to here (laughs) listening to your your stories so if there was one piece of advice you were going to share with other organisations wanting to develop a coaching culture, because obviously this is all about sharing best practice, one golden nugget of advice, what would that be to, to others? Don't fight it. So it might feel unusual and slightly different and uncomfortable in the first instance, but actually the benefits and the value far outweigh that discomfort. So just embrace it. Is probably what I would say to people. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share while we're sat here? Probably the the one thing that I would share. If you are going to, um, as a professional, embark down the road of becoming a qualified coach, for example, something that I learned about was myself. 
so you you know I some of the struggles some of the difficult coaches that I had and you know would ask myself you know so many questions but just never forget that actually as part of you learning to be something you're learning about yourself and you might have to unlearn some things about yourself um, and just be open to that it might be hard at first and you know I was quite hard on myself sometimes when I realized certain things about myself but actually you know I look back at that you know sort of you know four or five years ago uh, and I'm all right with it yeah. so to learn you might have to unlearn with a real growth mindset well thank you yes. very much Bernadette it's been absolutely a pleasure to get to know you and learn about you and your coaching journey thank you thank you very much you're welcome Brought to you by Coaching Coaching Culture. Join the community at coachingculture.com.